Colts get the win in overtime, 12 to 9. You know what you do when you win a game like that? You celebrate. You celebrate the good, you celebrate the bad, you celebrate the ugly, because this was a game that had a lot of all three of those, and it led to a win. And the, the game is about winning. And so if you win, you celebrate. And so the Colts just got off the flight back home. They're happy. It was a happy flight. Guys are smiling. That's good. You beat the Denver Broncos in Denver on Thursday night football, and it doesn't matter how you did it. There are some guys who are going to learn from that win, and it's way better to learn from a win than it is from a loss. This is Breakfast with Kent for Friday, October 7th, 2022, brought to you by the great people at BUSR. I made a little cash last night on BUSR, BUSR.com backslash Kent. You deposit $100 or more, your initial deposit, you get $25 in free casino chips. How nice is that? Had a uh, had a good time last night. It had nothing to do with the money. But BUSR, there to help you with your sports wagering needs. All right. You know what? Hit the subscribe button. Ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live. We do it at 7 o'clock or right close to that every single uh, weekday. Then at 4 o'clock every weekday for Inside, in, uh, Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling, and off you go. Subscribe, though. Got to subscribe. Got to like the video. It's what we do. All right, let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of this game. Uh, like I said, there was a whole lot of ugly. A whole lot of ugly. Too much ugly. Almost. Not quite too much ugly. There was a little bit ugly from the Broncos, which I appreciate, and which was nice, and which gave the Colts the opportunity to win this game. It didn't lose the game for the Broncos. It gave the Colts the opportunity to win. All right, the good. Stephon Gilmore was awesome. Two absolutely huge plays toward the end of this game. The interception, which put the Colts in a position to kick a field goal to tie the game. And then in overtime, the pass breakup on the last play of the game, uh, fourth and one for the Bronco, or four, yeah, fourth and one from the five for the Broncos. All they had to do was kick a field goal, and they ensure themselves likely of a tie. They didn't do it; they went for it, and uh, Gilmore uh, got in the way, and and that was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, Cortland Sutton, what are you gonna do? You threw it. We'll talk about it in the ugly. Goodness sake. If I was a Broncos fan, I'd be hot. The one guy on the Colts defense that can really screw you up. Thank you very much, Tyler Thompson. I didn't even mention donating, and you came with a donation. I love it. Um, you know, Stephon Gilmore is that player who can win a game for the Colts, which means could lose a game for the Broncos, and somehow or another, the Broncos attack that one guy with that last play. Alec Pierce, busy night. The first down catch on that Matt Ryan duck, magical, eight catches, 81 yards on nine targets. That is a really efficient and good night for Alec Pierce. Matt Ryan overcoming two picks. Really, his the good with Matt Ryan is overcoming what he did wrong. The two picks were terrible reads. Awful. Didn't read the safety, threw the picks. And then two fumbles, both recovered by the Colts. One recovered by Ryan. 
That gives them a total of 11 in five games. That does not happen often. It's happened uh, 10 fumbles in five games has happened twice in the NFL. 11 in five, I don't know whether it's ever happened. <laughs> and somehow they, they're two, two, and one. What are you kidding? Look, they have been ahead in regulation for exactly 24 seconds of this season through five games, and they've won two of them. How is that? And tied a third. How is that even possible? All right, Grover Stewart's blocked field goal. Absolutely enormous. Grover Stewart is playing at a Pro Bowl level. He, DeForest Buckner, Quiddy Pay, you know, hope for the best with Quiddy, and Yannick Ngakwe. Yannick has not been great, but he got to the quarterback a little bit last night. Russell Wilson felled him last night, and that's a good thing. DeForest Buckner with two sacks, really, really good. Last night, Chase McLaughlin. Wow. You know what? Chase McLaughlin, for a guy that the Colts picked up off the street, has been really, really good. How, I, you'd have been quaking. I would have been quaking on the couch. If that had been Rodrigo Blankenship, I wouldn't even have wanted to look at the TV. With McLaughlin, I felt pretty good about it. He hit all four field goals solid, threw them through the pipes. None was even really close. He had a 51-yarder, a 52-yarder, a 48-yarder, and a 31-yarder. He is going to have to make kicks for this team to win. I mean, that we've seen, right? There's no doubt about that. Uh, if Blankenship had made kicks, uh, the one kick in Houston, the Colts, they're three and two, improbably. Uh, th this is all improbable, regardless. Um, L. Michaels Tone last night, doing the game for Amazon Prime Video, uh, just right. Kind of amused, you know, kind of uh, joyous that this was uh, an ugly but beautiful game. That was the right way to put it, and, and kind of pissed off. And I don't blame him for any of it. You know, if you're, like Al Michaels, I believe, is in his 80s. You want to spend the rest of your life traveling to a, a city, staying in a hotel, preparing for a game that looks like that? Probably not. All right, let's talk about the bad. You know, uh, oh, another good. We'll go with another good. I like that the Colts just said to hell with it. Let's try to put together an offensive line that's going to be a little bit better, and that means not putting together the offensive line in the way we've had it the first four games. So you've got uh, at right tackle, you got Matt Pryor. Holy cow. You have got to have a tackle who can play at a higher level than Matt Pryor. He was picked on. No question about that. But if you're uh, if you're a defensive coordinator... You're going to pick on Matt Pryor. This is what you're going to do. Matt Pryor picked on, and uh, Matt Ryan felt it last night. Probably feels it this morning, too. Then next to him, you've got Braden Smith. Drafted to be a guard. He's been a really good tackle, paying him a lot of money to be a tackle. They moved him inside. Ryan Kelly at center, Quentin Nelson at left guard. Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, and Braden Smith are the highest paid interior offensive linemen in the history of the National Football League combined. These guys are making huge bank as interior offensive linemen. Teams don't do what the Colts are doing, but the Colts are 2-2-1. Two, two what are you going to do? First place in the AFC South tied for it. It's not going to remain that way because Jacksonville hosts Houston 
on Sunday, and Tennessee travels to Washington. Wow, are those clunker games. Holy cow. Uh, injuries, bad. for and, and the offensive line wasn't great as they were constructed. Injuries, Naheem Hines with a concussion. You feel so bad for a guy whose legs go out from under him, especially Naheem Hines, who's been waiting kind of to be the featured guy since 2018. Last night, kind of gets his chance, and it all unraveled very, very quickly. Uh, Ryan Kelly's hip, hopefully that's okay in 10 days. The good news is you got 10 days to heal from all of this before you get at it again at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Jaguars. You got to beat the Jaguars. You beat the Jaguars. All things are possible. Um, Quiddy Pay's ankle did not look good. That looked like it might take a while to get right. They took him off on a cart. That's never a good thing. Um, and Ashton Doolin with a foot. And you hope he's back primarily because he is really important on special teams. 11 fumbles in five games for Ryan. Almost halfway to the record of 23, less than a third of the way through the season. This is uncharted territory. He's still on pace for uh, like 35, 36, 37 fumbles. That's unsustainable. Like you can't do that. We're celebrating a win, but my God, hold on to the football. Bernard Ryman. Bernard Ryman is learning on the go, right? School's in for Bernard Ryman. Three holds in the first half, one declined. Then he jumped on a play, all in the first half. Bernard Ryman came out in the second half and played a little bit better. They didn't rush through him. They rushed through Matt Pryor. That tells you kind of what they think about Ryman. Ryman can stay in front of guys. He's got really good feet. He's got to stop doing what he's doing. Somebody's got to teach this man to play. And I'm not going to lay it on Chris Strasser, but somebody's got to teach this guy how to play. Kevin Mawai. Teach him how not to hold, although one of the holds I thought was completely wrong. I thought it was a bad call. You got Matt Ryan rolling out to his left, and Bernard Ryman's locked in a good block, and then the lineman spins. What the hell are you going to do? All right, I, I didn't think that that was, uh, that was legit. All right, more ugly. Uh, this is ugly, but it was beautiful. Nathaniel Hackett, the coach of the Broncos, his decision to go for it fourth and one at the Colts five in the overtime. Wanted to win it right there. It was win it or lose it. They lost it. The play call was bonkers. Like Colts are on their heels. You got to run the football at the Colts right there. Get the first down. Run the clock down. And then, you know, do something with it. Push it into the end zone. You got four plays to run the damn thing in. They put it in Russell Wilson's hands. And given what he's done this season, which is really, really ordinary, why would you do that, and why would you throw it to Cortland Sutton, who's being defended by Stephon Gilmore? Gilmore, the only guy on that team capable of making a game-winning play at that point. How about how about uh, Rodney Thomas? Rodney Thomas, that interception was terrific. Excellent stuff. The defense did enough to win, and that is what you get. Even now... After five games, after a game more than every other team in the NFL but the Broncos, they are 31st, the Colts are, in scoring. 31st. How is that even possible? Only the Bears trail the Colts in scoring offense. After five, after the Colts have played five, and everybody but the Broncos has played four. What's going on? 
hey, you know what? They got 10 days to heal. Get ready for the Jaguars. You win on Thursday night. It makes for a really, really good 10 days for the franchise. Happy flight last night, as I said, for the Colts. 10 days off. Uh, what are we going to do with ourselves this weekend without sweating out another Colts game? What are we going to do on Sunday? Uh, Pacers, tonight at the Knicks, you can watch on NBA League Pass. Evidently, that's according to Scott Agnes of Fieldhouse Files. Um, I'm not that keyed in to watch a preseason Pacers game, so I didn't really look and see what the Pacers, like the availability with, uh, you know, me paying to watch something I I don't I'm not paying to watch preseason football or preseason basketball. A team that's rebuilding is psychotic. Uh, no, Indiana against Michigan tomorrow at Memorial Stadium. It is homecoming. Indiana's not screwing around. Michigan, Michigan. We're bringing everybody down. We're letting everybody. All the alums are coming to the game. Going to sit at Memorial Stadium, and Michigan is going to be the opponent, undefeated. Indiana is going to kick their ass all the way back to Ann Arbor. You heard it here first. <laughs> it might be getting out a little bit ahead of my skis, getting out over my skis there. Uh, you know, we hope for the best. It's what we do. And right now, we talk big. Tomorrow at noon, that talk may change. May, you know, go into the game, you leave, and you go to the parking lot, and you enjoy the rest of the game on TV and in a place where the beers aren't like $9, $10, $11. They're just sitting in coolers all over the place. That is uh, That makes financial sense. You didn't think you were going to get financial guidance here, but you do. Uh, high school football tonight, a slate of great games. Burbuff at Cathedral, the great Danny O'Neill going up against the Burbuff Braves. Uh, former Burbuff coach told me, at a, uh, a St. Simon game where Danny was playing. Uh, and he's not the Burbuff coach anymore, but he, he looked at me and he goes, yeah, we're not worried about O'Neal. Really? I think you're going to be worried about him tonight. Uh, Hamilton Southeastern at Franklin Central, Westfield at Fishers, Carmel at Warren Central, Noblesville at Brownsburg, Zinesville at Avon, Center Grove at LN, Seymour is at New Albany, Burkefield, historic Burkefield, and soccer sectional finals, Tomorrow night, all over the state. Go see some soccer. Soccer's cool. How about some birthdays? The great Susan Sterling celebrating a birthday. Stephen Good, uh, Goodnight ha celebrating a birthday. The great Bob Donaldson still getting it done on Fox 59. Wonderful newsman. David Halberstam celebrating a birthday. Uh, everybody in sports media really appreciates David Halberstam. The great J.D. Campbell, basketball SID at Indiana, celebrating a birthday. Scott Henthorne. Sarah, Lily, happy birthday, Christy, uh, Yvonne Adams, and Steve Ranazizzi, Entercom alum. Used to work with Steve. Steve, great guy. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate like hell anyway because the Colts won in overtime in a game where the offense was completely inert. It was a beautiful thing, so we celebrate. But if it's not your birthday, you also celebrate somebody else, and that's best done with an honest and specific compliment Lift somebody up. Don't pull them down. We got enough trying to pull us down. All right? Lift people up. Make their day happy. Put a smile on your face. Nice thing to do. We'll talk to you about 4 o'clock this afternoon. Can't wait. Happy day. Happy flight. Happy day.